Section86.com. We're changing the world of podcasting one show at a time. 86 Productions. annual Wrestlemania pre-show. You're in for a real treat tonight as we have Doug Hunt, Aaron Hughes, and Roger Cave to join Andrew Hughes as we discuss our predictions on who's going to win and why. So let's talk about TakeOver first. We got Pete Dunn taking on Kushida. Uh, Roger, what do you think? This is going to be a good technical match. I think it should open night one. It's a good one to kind of get the crowd hot and things like that. Um, Good match. My, I anticipate Pete Dunn winning after his loss to Balor. Kind of needs a, a good big win to kind of get back on the scoreboard. So I'm going to go Pete Dunn here. Um, but I'm going to enjoy this match for sure. Uh, I'm also going to go Pete Dunn. I don't understand why they're feuding, but you just had Kushida lead to, uh, lose to Devlin uh, straight up. And although I think he deserves to win more, uh, Pete Dunn's going to take this one. Yep, and I, I'm in agreement there. Andy, are we sweeping it? Yeah, we're going to have to sweep it. And again, I'm confused by this feud as well. So let's talk about Walter taking on Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, I just got to just gotta know right now, Roger, in this case, do you think is this basically Walter's going to win, or do you think there's even a chance of uh, Ciampa doing something? I would bet the house that Walter retains. So I, I think it's a foregone conclusion. Tommaso Ciampa as NXT UK champion would be something else. But I think the match is going to be really good. Like these two could put on a match of the night. Um, Walter will win, but I'm going to enjoy every moment of this hard hitting affair. So I will say I'm actually in a slightly disagreement. I, I, Walter is going to win. I wonder if this is going to be, if this is a good opponent for Tommaso Ciampa. That's the thing. I think that he has a certain type. And so I'm a little afraid that Walter potentially could be uh, the match may not live up to expectations. Like I think this could be a, a little bit of a letdown, I guess is, is what I'm um, kind of getting out. I, and I, here's the thing. I think both people are fantastic performers. I like both of them, but sometimes it's like, uh, you know what? I I don't mind broccoli. Yeah. Broccoli's good. I, I, I like chocolate, you know, but putting them together, not necessarily the best thing. I'm not saying that they're broccoli and chocolate, but, uh, I just, I kind of think that it might be a mismatch of styles. Styles make fights. And Doug, actually, I think you had a, a, a comment that you were thinking about this match. Well, I, I think that this is just one of those things, too, where we have not seen Walter for a long time. Uh, they need to give him a, a legit challenge. Uh, but I I don't think I think this will be more of a like there's nobody betting on Tommaso Ciampa in this match. It's going to be Walter. And I think this is something that helps uh, revitalize the UK championship title and also uh, remind you how dominant Walter is. Yeah. And of course, uh, you know, I think we're, we have to sweep this. Walter's going to win this match. Uh, I, I yeah, it's a it's a this is another weird one. But hey, we're getting some. uh well, hopefully we'll get a decent uh, show out of that one. Um, next, we have MSK taking on Grizzly Young Veterans, uh, taking on, I'm going to mess it up, uh, Legado de Fesment. Uh, who wants to Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, that's what we got going on. So, uh, Doug, who, would you, who do you have picked for this one? I've got MSK to win, and that's about all I'm going to say. Yeah, I'm, I... I think with the Dusty Rhodes Classic, it, this is a good chance for them to win. It's unfortunate that they weren't able to win it from somebody. It is kind of unfortunate when you have a vacant winner. But I, I think that this could be a pretty good match. MSK won the Dusty Cup. They beat the Grizzly Young Veterans. Phantasm is in here to take the pin. MSK wins. Yeah, and I'm, I'll go ahead and sweep that as well. So uh, next we have EO, EO taking on Raquel. Gonzalez and uh this one I'm actually looking forward to. Uh so but I, I think in this case uh I think they're going to give it to Raquel in this case, as much as I don't think she should get it but I think that this time uh Eos had the title a little uh I think she had it long enough. 
I'm in agreement. I think that this is the time to take it off EO. If anything else, you know, you do have, they say, the call-ups after WrestleMania. This could be a chance for EO to uh, to go to the main roster, potentially. Um, but Raquel Gonzalez also, she has been dominant. And so this is a way that you make a dominant heel champion. So I'm going to go with Raquel. Um, so I agree with you guys in the sense that I think a call-up will happen after this match. However, considering the way that this story has been built, Raquel won at War Games. Raquel has dominated everyone in her path. I don't think she's been pinned since basically re-debuting TakeOver Portland. I think this is E.L. Shirai. She finally slays the monster. Um, it's the main event of night one, so they're going to want to go out on a happy note. And then Raquel Gonzalez shows up on Monday Night Raw afterwards because she's got the size. She's legitimately tall when we saw her in Dallas I was staring eye to eye with her um she is the type that you know Vince will drool over because she's big and she's huge and you know there's nothing else for her to do down at NXT so I think she goes up but I think Io Shirai continues her reign as champion who's taller uh just just out of curiosity her or um uh, Adam Cole uh it's tough um you know Rhea Gonzalez you know uh Raquel Gonzalez is a legit six one, and then you've got Adam Cole, who's a legit six foot in quotation marks. So I'm going to say Christian's probably taller, and then uh, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, I'm torn. I would like to see Io Shirai win. Uh, I think she is a wonderful wrestler who just hasn't had a good partner to dance with uh, to showcase her talents. Uh, and I think with COVID and everything, it kind of hurt her in the same way. Uh, uh, Sheeta. Sheeta has been hurt with uh, her defenses and everything like that. Um, but I think this is the right time to, to change the champion and try to get some uh, new blood, I guess, into the championship and hopefully get some good feuds and build the championship back up again. Amazingly enough, that's our first... Uh slight diversion there oh i think now speaking of i would say i think we're gonna get one here uh, especially with uh with uh rough scott reed grimes loomis and knight uh going into a gauntlet match if i remember right um in this case uh i this one i'm uh i'm torn on who i think is gonna win i want um uh loomis to win but i think that uh knight is gonna be the one who uh take who goes uh over in this one um aaron what do you think I'm going to go with Dexter Loomis here just because he had that long program with Johnny Gargano. I, I'm actually really curious to hear what everyone else thinks. Hopefully like, you know, there is some slight, uh, um, differences with, with our picks, but I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be Loomis and then he defeats Johnny Gargano for the title. So I'm going to pick Gargano to lose as well. Uh, I think this one's interesting just in the aspect of, they have gone on a roller coaster ride of how they are approaching this match in what is can only be described as one of the most uh, just just the weirdest ways. Like, all right, we're gonna have a battle royal to determine a a lineup of who's gonna come out on this uh, gauntlet match, but it's not a real gauntlet match. It's gonna be a gauntlet eliminator match, which means we're gonna still have people come out in time. We're, we're, I think we're just making this up as we go kind of match. And then Johnny Gargano to come out and complain that he doesn't have enough time to uh, prepare for the winner. And it's like, but you get to fight somebody who just had to go through a battle royal and then a gauntlet match battle royal. It, it seems a little weird to me, but I think this is a, a good time to showcase some uh, of their other talent and everything like that. I think it's very hard to pick, but... I'm going to go with a, a fan fan favorite kind of pick. I'm going to go with Cameron Grimes to win. And do you think that he'll win the title as well? No, I think Johnny's going to hold on to it somehow. Whether or not, I mean, I think that could be one of those screwy finishes where uh, either something's going to happen where one of the other contestants is going to come out and, uh, I mean, like Grimes could win the match but not win the title. I'm still going to pick Johnny as the overall, though. Um, I actually think this is pretty obvious. I think Loomis is winning kind of just based on the program. Loomis has been feuding with the way for a few months. He's already beaten Gargano in a tag match. 
he's choked out Austin Theory. It's time for them to logically have a North American Championship match. They booked Loomis very strong in the Battle Royal. He basically stood there and let everybody else kind of get eliminated before he jumped in and tossed out Bronson Reed. I actually think Loomis and Bronson Reed will be the, the final two. Then I think Loomis will go over him. But I think that fight will probably be what Johnny takes advantage of and ends up winning. And I could totally see a screwy finish. It wouldn't be surprising. Um, but I, I see Gargano ultimately retaining um, on this day. I see that pretty clearly. <laughs> and, and Andy, actually, for you, uh, do you have Gargano winning? Or oh, yeah. I, I think that okay. this is just for Gargano to win. I mean, that that's what I think it's going to boil down to. So Gargano, I think, will actually retain here, and then that will be a storyline. So looking forward to that. Um, next, we have the Cruiserweights. Who is the re- real Cruiserweight champion, Aaron? I need to know. From, who do you think it is? Well, you see, Jordan Devlin did not defend the title for 30 days, which, uh, from what I've been told, is whether you have a singles title or even a tag title, and if it's in real life or in video games, I'm told that you forfeit that title if you do not successfully defend it within 30 days. That's what I've been told. So, with that You had said, been told incorrect, just so we're yeah. clear. Santos Escobar is technically the champion, but I actually like the storyline. You know, obviously they've done this stuff many a times, but I I like it. You know, and if you don't do it like every year, you do it like every like few years, it's a very good storyline and you can have a lot of fun with it. Uh, I think that Jordan Devlin and Santos Escobar, we had, we had talked about it uh, prior to uh, recording and Roger and I were in agreement. Like we think that this is going to steal the show. Like this may, this has the capability of doing it because these are two performers that need to go out there and put on a really good show. I actually think that Jordan Devlin is going to come out on top, uh, even though like Santos could have uh, obviously his henchmen there. But I think that this is a way of showcasing a new talent on NXT because realistically, we haven't seen Devlin for over a year. And a lot of people might not, you know, if you're new to the show, you might not know who he is. And this is an opportunity to be like, look, he's a big deal. And here's why. Oh, and by the way, he's also your cruiserweight champion. So, I'm going to pick Devlin for that reason. Um, I believe back in one of the U- UK pay-per-views, it was Devlin and Bate who had an unbelievable match to the point that I think they got one of those like standing ovations from Regal and Hunter and the crowd. They just put an absolute show stealer. So there's obviously a lot of investment in Jordan Devlin. I think he wins this this match and the addition of the ladder was smart because it helps to stand out. It's not just a, a unification match and it's a callback to the old HBK versus razor. You know, who's the real intercontinental champion. And obviously you're not stripped of your title just because you don't defend it as Brock Lesnar and Walter and Trish Stratton back in the day will tell you, you could go months without defending your title and you're still the champion, which is what Jordan Devlin's claim is. Sandra Escobar has had a very good reign but he's basically cleaned out the division. So it's time to move on. Jordan Devlin, there's a lot of possibilities. He can take that title over to UK when he wants to defend it. I think Devlin wins this. And I think this is potentially the match of the night. Um, Even with his henchmen who might be wiped out because of that triple threat, we may not even see them. Yeah. In this case, I I do believe that uh, Devlin uh, will definitely retain here. Uh, And and yeah, I do agree. I think this might be match of the night. Um, I, I'm going to sweep it everything with Jordan Devlin. I think he's going to win. I think there's been enough time that he has been missing um, that he can still claim to be champion, but uh, come back and be perfectly fine for a new change of pace champ. All right. Yeah. So next we have uh, Ember Moon and Shotzi taking on Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Um, you know, this, this one, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I want to, uh, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell to win. Um, and, but I do believe that uh, Moon and Shotzi will retain here. I'm in agreement with that. How about you, Doug? Yep. And Roger, are we switching? The match will be good. I think they will retain, and this is the match you put in between two of the main events. All right. And you're sweeping it, correct? Yep. Correct. Okay. All right, so uh, let's move on to WrestleMania 37 because there's absolutely no other good matches on, right? Just kidding. Adam Cole taking on Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly. Um, I, I For this, this is something that uh, it's pretty much worth saying that Undisputed Era is done, and uh, th- that's at least how I feel. Um, and I hope it goes out on something huge. I so hope they do something big here uh, to blow off that feud. Um, as much as I, I, I don't think uh, Adam Cole needs it, um, as much as I think Kyle O'Reilly does, I do believe Adam Cole will 
he will uh, beat uh, Kyle O'Reilly here. Oh, you have Adam Cole. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, you know, and I mean, like this, I think is a toss up too. Uh, you know, I think that this, I could see it going either way. I am going to pick Kyle O'Reilly because I, I agree with you, Andy. I think that he needs it more. And I think having him win this match would be kind of validation. You could potentially, I don't know how long Bobby Fish is out for, but you could have him appear because he's somebody that hasn't been part of that. You could also have, uh, you know, Roderick Strong come out and, you know, he could go either way. Potentially he could join with Cole, you know, maybe he goes against Cole. We don't know. And so I think that this also, I, the thing is, I think night two is going to have such fantastic matches that it is going to be like night one's going to be fine, but night two is going to be so bad. As Roger had mentioned about the women's tag title, that could be a fantastic match. It could be one of the best women's tag matches we've ever seen. It is going to pale in comparison to these other matches that are on the card. This one in particular, any other pay-per-view, it would be, it would be, you know, definitely up there. But now it's kind of like, oh, this is the afterthought, and you know, it's going to be a great match, like you just said. So, um, um, this is the match I'm having the most, I guess, expectations for, uh, for the whole week, actually, even for WrestleMania week. Um, th- these both of these guys can go, and both of them can put on a great performance, and I think we're going to see a lot of false finishes and close counts and. And to a point where it's going to be, you know, truly who's going to win, who's going to win. But I'm going to go to the auto uh, auto shop and go with O'Reilly. <laughs> oh, oh, I like oh, O'Reilly. I like um, if I echo all your thoughts when we were talking about the quality of the match. The one thing I will say is I believe they kind of telegraphed it based on the type of match. If you think about how how unsanctioned matches work. Every single time, it's the same ultimate outcome, which is it doesn't count. So when the face wins, Adam Cole says, you never beat me. Just like Ciampa said to Gargano, you never beat me. Just like Omega said to Moxley, you never beat me because this match isn't on the record books. Now, we all know who won, and we all saw the match. But as far as the standing goes, that is absolutely something Adam Cole will come back and say down the line, you've never beaten me which means Tyler Riley needs to win here logically because he already lost to Balor twice. Cole doesn't need it. He's a made man. He's one of the, if not the greatest NXT champion of all time. This is O'Reilly's night to shine. This is his chance to show that he belongs in the main event. And should he ever capture the NXT championship, you can absolutely have Adam Cole say, you still never beat me. I'm owed a title shot. Whereas if Cole wins, I think O'Reilly's done. But truth be told, I just don't see any future form at that point. So I think this is O'Reilly, and it has to be convincing. It can't have undisputed shenanigans. This needs to be O'Reilly showing that he is simply the better man and that Cole's only excuse is that it doesn't count. That's it. That's the way this needs to go. All right. Andy, do you want to change your pick now? No. I I, I think at the end of the day, as much as I don't want to admit to it, I still think that Adam Cole will come out on top. And and I'm not sure why. I think that he will be the one on top, but... I think that it'll be some shenanigans and I think they, I'm assuming that they have something long-term for Kyle O'Reilly, but we'll see. Um, next we have um, good old carrying cross or killer cross, depending on what you remember him by and uh, taking on Finn Balor. Um, you know, I'm just going to say it here. I do not see a tile change. I still think that uh, I think in this case, uh, Finn will, uh, He'll uh, definitely retain here. This has got to be one of the most lopsided matches that there is on this whole card and everything like this. This is carrying across all the way. This is going to be domination. This is going to be him coming out and reclaiming and making sure everybody understands he is the champ. He is the final boss of NXT. Nobody is going to make it up to the main or quote unquote, the main roster unless you go through him and you're not going to do that. This is carrying cross. The one thing I would say I could see here is Finn Balor winning and then them calling cross up to the main roster. That's something I could see, but I think that cross has some more potential down in NXT. So I'm picking cross as well uh, because of that. Um, I agree with Aaron's first point. It's actually what I think is going to happen because I don't think Cross has much more potential in NXT. He's done. We we know what he is. Their character is built. He is Vince ready, uh, quote unquote, for the next level. I've said this before. He's got a hot blonde. He's got a good look. He's a, he, he can be built as a monster. He fills a, a character void that they don't have. And to me, there's more for Finn Balor to do. Namely, 
We last year were getting teased between Finn Balor and Walter. I still think we're going to have that match. I think that match means more if you have the United Kingdom champion who is dominant for 700 days versus one of the more dominant NXT champions who's already taken down a monster and carrying Cross. So I think Finn Balor wins. I think Cross shows up on Raw the next night. I think it'll be a great match. But to me, this doesn't make sense for Cross to win. He, he, he at some point he has to lose. I don't see any other superstar baby faces who are ready to take that kind of next level jump and beat Cross. So it needs to be you know a heel who needs to be elevated over. And I don't think Cross needs to win here. He's already been the champ. He's already beaten Keith Lee. He's already the big bad. It's time to go where the big boys play, quote unquote. But could you see a possibility of Karrion Cross winning the title, only lose it to the most popular title holder ever in vacant? Again? Like he wins it and says, you know what? Done it twice. Don't need this anymore. And then goes to the main roster. If, if this were booked by the SmackDown or Raw writers, absolutely. But Hunter has always shown a more value to his championships. The only time I've ever seen that was Asuka, and that was simply because she was both hurt and she's been champion, I believe, for a year and a half at that point. Like, it was time to go. But if, if you are trying to say, hey, like Finn Balor is not going back to the Raw and SmackDown. I think they already tried that. It didn't work, which means he's staying down here. You want to establish him as the boss of NXT. I am the guy that if you believe you're at the next roster, you go through me. I don't believe that's Cross. I believe that's Balor. He needs to win here. And honestly, if we see the Demon, I think it's a foregone conclusion that he wins. I think the only chance Cross has is if the Demon does not show up. I, I would agree with that. If it's the Demon, absolutely. But um, to your point, though, Roger, WCW did close down 20 years ago. So unfortunately, he will not be showing up on WCW. Did I say WCW? You said where the big boys play. Oh, well, I mean, and it's own <laughs> WCW. So look at the, on the adjective. Oh, God. <laughs> Kevin Nash, shut up. Um, yeah, no, I mean, but right. I mean, if you look at Cross, right, he has everything logically that Vince should want. And he's not a bad talker either. It's not like Scarlett has to do the talking for him. He can hold his own in a promo, but he's got the look. I, I don't see what else he needs to prove down in NXT, to be quite honest. Like, I, I don't see any potential feuds for him from a storyline standpoint. There aren't a ton of mega baby faces that I'd want to see him fight against. But there's a lot of potential on Raw and SmackDown where he could show up and, hey, Keith Lee, you remember me? Hey, Drew McIntyre, I'm coming for you. I mean, there's just so many top-level faces for him to fight. Even if he went after Big E the night after you know WrestleMania on SmackDown, it, I just I, I think he's done. I really think he's done. All right. So now we're really going to move on to WrestleMania 37. So let's talk about Cesaro taking on Seth Rollins. Aaron, who do you have in this one? Uh, so this one, I'm going to go with Cesaro, which is probably against my better judgment because, you know, when we think that they're going to pull the trigger on him, they don't. But I think this is an opportunity. Seth Rollins is a main man. Cesaro, he gets a win here and it really catapults him. The one thing I could see potentially them doing is having Seth Rollins win and then have him be the next opponent for whoever wins the universal title. Uh, that, I think, is a possibility. But I'm going to go with my gut. I'm going to say Cesaro. And Roger, how about you? Um, Cesaro is Bray Wyatt without the gimmick. Whenever you think there's an opportunity for them to pull out the rug from underneath him, they absolutely will. I go Seth Rollins. Cesaro will never get the proper push in WWE. He is not going over the golden boy of WWE, a man who defeated Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, probably ain't losing to Cesaro. I go Rollins, and I'll be happy if I'm wrong. Uh, in this case, I'm going to go with uh, Rollins. I, I don't see any reason why. He would, uh, he wouldn't win. And Doug, how about you? Uh, so in this one, I, I have high hopes for Cesaro, but in the aspect of what everybody else has said, uh, I think you're wrong if you're uh, you're thinking that he's going to go over Seth Rollins. Give me Seth Rollins. All right. So now we got to talk about uh, good old Shano Mac. Uh, he's taking on Braun Strowman. Uh, yeah. So Shano Mac is uh, wrestling. There's that. We'll just uh, say that. So uh, in this case, Braun Strowman, I just I have no idea why Shane would even come close to uh, uh, winning here. Uh, Roger, what are your thoughts on that? So my thoughts are this. You remember when Aaron used to complain about Triple H having a match at WrestleMania every year? I feel like his wish was the monkey paw curls. And instead of Triple H's yearly match, that doesn't make sense. Now we get this stupid Shane McMahon match that doesn't make any sense. And this is your fault because mm -hmm. this is dumber than any of Triple H's matches ever. 
Why on earth am I watching this garbage? I won't be. The, the losers of this are the fans. Braun should win. I'm going to pick Braun to win, but I also Miz should have beat Shane at WrestleMania too. And we saw who won that dumb feud. So uh, this is garbage. This is, I go Braun and I'm probably going to walk out of the room and go do something else and take a break because <laughs> this is crap. Like, I'm sorry. Nothing about this is, entertains me in the slightest. The feud was is stupid. There's no, you would never go to a person who's nearly seven feet tall, like 300 pounds and muscle and say, boo, 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 boo. you would never do that to somebody. And I don't care how much money you have. Like there's, there's just a, there's a point where you go, how believable is this actually? You know, like where, where's the actual feud, you know, going on here. So I, I think it's dumb. I'm picking Braun. So you're all on the Braun train. Good. Cause that's oh. where I am too. I'm sorry. Is that a thing, by the way? Like, did I? I read something where they're apparently adding train noises to when yeah, he does that. Yeah, they make that? the choo choo sounds when he goes around mm-hmm. the ring. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. They still do <laughs> I, that. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't know where it was, but I saw a meme where they put the Thomas the Train uh, theme to where Braun comes out now. Oh gosh! You know that's gonna. I be gotta see that. You know that's gonna be a Pachamani. <laughs> so I have nothing else to add about the match, but let me say. I feel like it wasn't that long ago that Braun Strowman was in that awesome feud with like Roman and Brock and Joe and where we were talking about how like he might be the next big superstar of like the large guys. Mm-hmm. Does he qualify for falling for grace right now? Yes, he does. Okay, cool. He's, he is the front runner by far. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Are so, you saying that his train is full steam ahead? Oh, jeez. Uh, I'm saying it's his train has gone. It's it's gone off the rails. It, it might be how it, he might be sponsored by Amtrak. That's all I'm going to say about that. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's move on to the new day. Uh, they're taking on AJ and Amos. Uh, uh, realistically, uh, this one's going to be a pretty easy one, at least for me. I think AJ and Amos are going to win. Uh, Doug, what are your thoughts on the uh, the match? You mean AJ and the tall guy? I mean, yeah. Uh, I think this is, you know, it's going to be AJ and almost. I mean, I don't understand why the New Day got a new title reign. Um, I almost wanted to predict the New Day to win just on the aspect of I don't want them to get another uh, championship title run because, you know, it's going to probably only last a couple weeks and then do it again. Um, but why not? Let's give the title to AJ and almost. Uh, and make it a running theme of this uh, WrestleMania. There are three talented superstars competing for two meaningless championships in one match that I have zero concern about. I'm going to pick uh, AJ Styles and the great Khalid to win, but I don't care. This is as, as meaningless to me as the Shane and Braun. These, both of these divisions suck. And this match, if AJ had any other partner, this could be a show stealer. But when you walk like a, he looks less mobile than Vince McMahon after he tore squads. I loved your lead up there. You should isolate that, Andy. Put that on a poster. I don't know. Do something with it. That was amazing. I am in agreement. I'm picking AJ and almost just because, you know, like Roger said, the tag titles are meaningless. All right. So let's talk about the most underrated superstar in the WWE Bad Bunny is taking on The Miz. Uh, let's just put it this way. This is going to be a bad match. It's going to be a comical match, and you just know who is definitely going to be on top. He will even eat the pin just because he's that much of a team player, and I'm going to go with Bad Bunny. So I think we're sweeping this. Is that a safe safe to say? Yeah, let's, let's not talk about this crap. Uh, I'd like to defer the rest of my time to Andy so he can talk yes. about this further. First off... <laughs> <laughs> the Miz becomes WWE champion because they need someone. They needed someone to help them out in this needy time of this pandemic. And of course, they asked Miz, can you be champion for like two weeks? And he's like, you know what? I can do that. That's why he's underrated. They tell him to do that and he does that. That's why that Miz, makes him underrated. Yes, because he, they tell him he's a company man. They're like, we're going to have you do this. You're going to you're going to put out a great match, not a five star, but like a three and a quarter. All right, a three star. Let's just, all right, two and a half star. Let's just leave it at that. Let's go. Let's go so, two. But yeah, so I mean, realistically, that's uh, that's what's gonna happen. But yeah, 
Yeah, that's happened. All right. Anyways, let's just let's move on from that. Uh, so Sasha Banks is going to take on Bianca, Bianca Belair. Um, I am super pumped about this, um, and I I've I feel I have a feeling that Banks will retain here, but I will pick Bianca because I would love to see her actually be a, a woman's champion, especially after winning the Royal Rumble. Uh, so, Aaron, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I'm going to pick Sasha Banks. And I think partly because the feud itself, I've been really down on. I don't think that it's it's been a good feud. And I think you know sometimes face versus face, it it cannot, or not that it cannot, but a lot of times it's not that good. And I think that this is an opportunity. Sasha Banks, she retains, and maybe she turns heel when she does, and then they have a another match, you know, at a later pay per view. Um, I hate to say, it, but I'm going to pick Sasha Banks. Why would you hate to say that? I mean. I think this is a good opportunity for Sasha, uh, but it, it, I, I'm predicting Bianca. She's going to win. Bianca's going to win. It's not, this has been, I want to say, almost too laid out perfectly for her. Um, but it's, <sighs> I, this to me is going to be the match that I think disappoints me the most just due to the fact that I have such high expectations for it. I think this is the possible best match of the WrestleMania weekend. Um, I want to see a show like uh, Sasha versus Bailey in Brooklyn. And I think it has that potential to beat that kind of caliber match. So that's why I think anything short of that is going to be disappointing. And that's why I say that, but it's going to be Bianca's win and she's going to take over and, and just lead uh, the new, new, new women's revolution. If I had faith that this match would get the time that it deserves and, and rightfully needs, considering this is a Rumble winner, this is one of the four horsewomen, these are two excellent wrestlers, I would say this could be the low-key show stealer of the weekend. But when I'm seeing things like Sasha Banks had one minute of time on SmackDown, and the feud, I believe, is over a sommelier, I mean, that is... That was Carmella's? Yeah, I mean, that's that's so bad that it's borderline insulting, to be quite honest. Like, that is... You, that's the type of feud that I'm fine with Carmella and Lacey Evans having because neither one of them are great in the ring. Why, why isn't this feud about Sasha Banks being the present and Bianca being the future? Where is Bailey? Bailey should be whispering in Bianca's ear, talking about how you can't trust Sasha. She'll stab you in the back. She stabbed everyone in the back. You need to do exactly whatever it takes to put her down and let these two really be fighting over who is the better woman for the championship, not Reginald or whatever garbage they decided to add to this feud. I feel very much similar to how I felt going into the main event at 35. I'm excited for the match, but the feud has sucked. The lead-in has been disappointing and terrible. I don't, I, I just, this, this reminds me a lot of Charlotte Rhea, where I don't think it's, it's Bianca's time yet. I, I think Sasha's going to win. I don't know that she's ever won at WrestleMania. Like I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I think Banks is winless at WrestleMania. So I think this is the time for her to win. Bianca's got a long career ahead of her. She'll win in the future. She might even win at the following pay-per-view. But I think this is, you know, boss time. Um, and if she might do it by turning heel. I'd have no problem with that. But, boy, we could have gotten here in a much better way. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's talk about the main event of the night. We're going to have uh, Bobby Lashley, formerly of the Hurt Business, uh, take on Drew McIntyre for the WWE title. Um, to me, I actually believe that this has changed uh, because at one point I had Drew all the way. I don't think Drew's going to win. I do believe Bobby Lashley will retain here. Uh, Aaron, what are your thoughts on the match? Oh, that's fascinating. I, I'm going to pick Drew McIntyre. It, it just feels like they wanted him to win in front of a crowd. That's the way that it feels. I like Bobby Lashley. I actually am going to say I think he deserves better. I think that this is a I think it was a mistake for them to break up the hurt business. I think it was a mistake for him and Drew to be announced on Twitter. I think that you could have had a much better buildup to this because I think that these are two powerhouses that you want to have that big man match. This is a big man match. And I think that it could be a good big man match, not a great match, but a good big man match. Um, but I'm going to pick Drew McIntyre. You don't think they're going to reform the Hurt Business right afterwards? Come on. I do believe that's what they'll end up doing. That's why I think that's why I think Lashley will retain. I think that's the only reason why, because I think that someone's going to come in. It was a ploy. I think, I think, well, I think Vince was like, yeah, we're done with it. But then I think people were like, hey, this is actually really good. And then he's probably like, oh, yeah. Yeah. But, but I still think, I think either way, I still think Bobby Lashley will win. But yeah, the whole thing with Drew winning in front of a crowd, I still think that some way, somehow they're going to re that 
Lashley will still retain here. But um, Doug, what are your thoughts? I uh, I was actually kind of surprised you you went with Bobby Lashley just due to the fact that I wanted to bring that up and the fact that I'm picking Drew McIntyre to win, but I could see this being the the time that WWE goes, nope, it's too obvious. We're going to do the old switcheroo and we're going to let Bobby win this match and everybody will not see it coming. It will be a big surprise and everything like that. So I see the possibility of Bobby Lashley walking out. I'm rooting for Bobby Lashley to win, but I think that it will be Drew all the way. Yeah. Um, but look, there's, I won't ever discount the possibility of the stupidity when it comes to WWE and wanting to pull one over on the fans. Oh, haha, you saw this coming a mile away. We switched it on you. But to me, everything about this screams transitional champion. Lashley was not built up as a, um, a force. You know, we talked about this much more in depth last time. He won on Raw over a cowardly champion as opposed to being the man who ended McIntyre's reign. I, I think they already fought once before in a kind of a throwaway title match. This feels like a throwaway title match part two. I think McIntyre wins. I would have never broke up the Hurt Business. That was the best thing they had going on Raw. It gave two guys who were doing nothing purpose. It made Lashley look even better by having stablemates. MVP had purpose. Everything just seems to be trending in the wrong way for Lashley. I, I'm going McIntyre. I probably will be disappointed about this. And to Aaron's point, this is to make up for last year. This is to get McIntyre his big win in front of fans that we were denied because of COVID. I I'm not going to say I'm going to bet the house, but I'll be shocked if Lashley wins this match. Very interesting because I think that uh, I'm going to say this now, and, and I, I really hope that I am uh, right. I think we're going to get a Stone Cold moment on Saturday night. I'll just say that. So, Like a Stone Cold Steve Austin moment or a Stone I think, Cold type I, moment? I think a type moment. I really, I, I have, I got, I just think that now they're going to, they're going to pull it. I think it's going to be the biggest swerve that we never saw coming. So, but, uh, but being a long story short, I, what I think is going to happen is I think Bobby will retain. And I think what will happen is the Hurt Business will come out and beat up Drew McIntyre and the crowd's going to go nuts because they get reformed. And then MVP's going to cut a Stone Cold style promo and then WrestleMania night one will bend. And I think people will be shocked. So, but that's what I hope will happen. We'll see what happens. But anyways, uh, night two, we have Riddle taking on Sheamus for the U.S. title. Uh, I I mean, this is, to me, yeah, it's something. But Matt Riddle will retain here. Um, I, I don't see why he won't. Um, so, Doug, Sheamus, do you, does he stand a chance here? Riddle me this. Nope, that's all I'm going to say. Just riddle me this. It's Riddle. All right. I'm, I'm going to sweep, but I assume, Roger, you as well? It's something. Uh, I'll go riddle. <laughs> All right. So next we have a K- we have Ko taking on Sami Zayn. I mean, like realistically, these guys can go, but um, I don't even know how many times they've gone uh, at this point. It's just kind of old, but it'll be entertaining. I just I'll, I'll look forward to see what the outcome will end up being. So in this case, uh, I'm going to pick Kevin Owens. Uh, Roger, what are you, what are your thoughts on the match? I'm actually excited. I've not seen this match with this dynamic. It's almost always been Kevin Owens stabbing Sami Zayn in the back. Sami then is the underdog fighting, you know, against the dastardly Kevin Owens. And this is an inversion of that. And I think that's fun because Sami has been doing fantastic heel work. I mean, him, the, the gif I've seen of him dancing to whatever that was on SmackDown was hysterical. I love his whole, I am the Aaron continental champion, his conspiracy theory, his documentary, like he was given, uh, chicken poop and he's turning it into chicken salad to say it, you know, in a PG way. And I'm glad that he got a WrestleMania match. Having said that, look, one of them has been the intercontinental champion one time. The other one has been the NXT champion, a universal champion, intercontinental champion, United States champion. I mean, Kevin Owens is so much higher on the pecking order than Sami Zayn. I'm not sure they could see one another. You might as well call him John Cena. So I'm going Kevin Owens convincingly because Sami Zayn doesn't need to win. That's that's not his gimmick. It's it's the conspiracy theory, the documentaries, and I don't give a crap about Logan Paul. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with you know what I held his hand at a uh, with with Andy. It's, it's KO <laughs> all the way. I still love that picture. That's one of my favorite pictures. Um, but it, it, this is one of those interesting things is like, all right, we're going to do two nights of WrestleMania. 
So we got to get we we have to have matches. Uh, where are we gonna put people? Who uh who's who's got a good idea? Um, hey, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, you guys like to wrestle each other with you know no build up whatsoever. How about you guys wrestle each other for a for a night? And I think this is one of those things that could be a a show stealer if given enough time. Um, but like Roger said, uh, Sami can get more over with a loss, I think than he can with a win. So that's why it's Kevin Owens. So I'm going to be the lone wolf and say Sami Zayn, partly because I feel like this is WWE and they do things like this where it just makes the most sense. You know, that's one of the reasons like I picked Sasha Banks. It makes more sense for Bianca Belair to get it, you know, give her a rub. I think that this is Sami Zayn um, winning because it makes more sense for Kevin Owens to win. And that is my logic behind it. Well, it's well, that's it's logic. WWE, yeah, WWE yeah. logic. That is. Yeah, um, I feel like if somebody picked against the logic in our pickums for a full year, they might have a good chance to win. <laughs> so um, next we have uh, Big E is taking on Apollo Crews and IC title match. Uh, I don't think there's much going on here. I'm just going to say Big E is going to retain. Um, I think it's going to be uh, very good for him to in this case. So uh, shenanigans, probably. We'll see. Um, Doug. What do you think? Um, for as, as big of a guy as Big E is, and his finishing move is the big ending, I don't think it's any surprise. It's Big E. Um, I might be the lone wolf on this one because I'm going Apollo Crews. Um, and the reason being is I think Big E has bigger fish to fry. I think it's time for him to move up to that next level. He has proven he's a good Intercontinental Champion. He's done a good job of breaking out and, you know, on his own. But he should be challenging for the Universal Championship sooner rather than later. That means he doesn't need to be an Intercontinental Champion. Apollo Crews is an excellent mid-carder. He's the guy who should be your Intercontinental Champion. He's got questionable character work, but in the ring, it's unquestioned he's good. I'm going to go Cruz. I think it'll be a really good match. I think Big E, by SummerSlam, will be getting title shots. And I am in agreement, and for the, all those same reasons. All right, so let's move on to... Are we getting The Fiend? Are they announced exactly if we're definitely getting him, or is this going to be one of those weird things? It They've is announced, announced a match. Well, so on according to Wikipedia, it does say the fiend Bray Wyatt. And what type of match is it? A singles match. Well, that's I, it. They're <laughs> they're not going to put on there that it's going to be the Firefly Funhouse. It needs. Well, they did last year. Yeah, I know, but I think that's one of those things is that they're not going to put it on there that that it's going to be that way. But then it's going to turn into that. Is my feeling on it? Oh, I see. I'll just say here, uh, I think the Fiend will has to retain at this point. There's no reason for Randy Orton to go over. I mean, he is a made wrestler at this point. Let the Fiend actually win on pay-per-view for a change. So I'm just going to go with the Fiend in this case. AP, what do you got? Yeah, I'm going with the Fiend as well. He, just like with anything else, he has to get a win. And there are points in time where you just look at it and you go, why are they not giving you wins? And he needs it right here. It, this has got to be the fiend. It's it, for all those purposes too. It's uh, Randy Orton doesn't need the win. He didn't need the win. You know, the other times that he did win. Um, I think that this is going to be one of the more true WWE entertainment matches of the, uh, of the weekend where we're all going to be talking about this because some weird kooky stuff happened and, can you believe they actually did that? That just is that. Did we really just see that? Uh, kind of like what we were talking. I think they're going to make it a running, a running fiend for WrestleMania weekends that these these kind of matches happen. Um, I don't think I want to follow that. Um, <laughs> let me ask you through your question. How many times do I have to tell you guys that when in doubt, if there's an opportunity to pull out the carpet from under Bray Wyatt, WWE will take it and run with it. Um, we have seen this over the course of his career so many times that I, I don't even know that I could remember. He loses basically every important match he's ever in with rare occasion. Having said that, I don't even see a logical way Orton wins this match. Like, there's no logical reason why Randy, the guy who essentially murdered him on in the TLC or Inferno or whatever match they had in last year, should win this match. I, I think Doug is right that this will be um, a like running kind of fiend match, but kind of like what we talked about the cinematic. I could see this type of match going throughout the night. 
And I think we will get some element of the Firefly Funhouse. It might not be like the full match, but I could see them fighting backstage. He opens a door and all of a sudden he's randomly in the Funhouse because I don't, a random singles match between the two of them has no appeal and no interest. If you don't add the spooky, the weird, the goofy, I could give a crap less about this. If this stays in the ring, don't care. This needs to be House of Horrors, to be quite honest. All right, so let's move on to the Raw Women's Championship. We have Asuka taking on Rhea Ripley. Um, Roger, in this case, does does Rhea win? In this, does Asuka actually put her over? Um, Rhea Ripley challenging for a WrestleMania spot makes absolutely no sense to me. Like, I like Rhea. I think she's very talented. I'm not sure what she did to deserve this spot other than come out and saying, I want you to WrestleMania, which congrats. I'm sure every woman wants the WrestleMania spot, but isn't that why you have to win the rumble? That That is your, she just walked down and pointed and basically got the shot. So I have a problem with that aspect of it. Now, had she been the NXT champion, you know, and she shows up and okay, well, you've been dominant. I understand it, but Rhea needs to win at this point. Like, look, Oscar is a made woman, even though she loses seemingly every important match to Charlotte and always, you know, is second fiddle to the horsewomen. If you have Ripley lose again, it, she starts to kind of look like a choker. Like you look like you were you were a big fish in a small pond, but then you come to the main roster and you're not good enough to hang with the big girls. So I've got Ripley winning, and yeah, Austin's going to lose at WrestleMania again. What's new? Um, I think uh, actually now that I look back at it, I, I almost want to change my Apollo Creed uh, Biggie. Uh, match just due to the fact that I don't think anybody retains their title at WrestleMania this year. Um, All out. Everybody switch. Everybody should switch. So go ahead and switch me to Apollo because that, so far I think that is it. That is the only person I have is Big E retaining. But, no, you have uh, Riddle retaining too, don't you? Oh, Riddle. Riddle's the only one that retains. Never yeah, mind. Yeah. Never mind. I'll Riddle. keep Big E then. We'll, we'll, we'll do those two as the retaining uh champions but ray ripley's gonna win this and i think it's gonna set up the charlotte flair and her at SummerSlam, uh kind of a rematch where i think raya should should in all rights uh retain uh against charlotte to get her win back over her for the nxt uh championship that charlotte took from her last year so i i'm in agreement with you guys i'm picking raya and this is hilarious because when you think about it bianca Technica was built up because she won the Royal Rumble. So it makes sense for Bianca, who has been there for a little while and has wins over uh, uh, Bailey, you know, and few random other people. So she should be able to win convincingly. And funny enough, the way that they've done this with Rhea, it just seems the, like the reverse. Rhea just kind of comes out there randomly on Raw. Obviously, they built her up slightly, like with some packages. Her second saying, Raw debut? Yeah, right? Like It's just like, okay, well, we're going to have her come out, and now she's going to be uh, she's challenging for the title just because. And I think it's going to be dumb. I actually think that it is not a, I think it's a hindrance for her to win. I think that it's actually a bad thing for Rhea to win this. So I'm going to pick, um, uh, I'm going to pick Rhea to win this. All right. So let's, uh, Rhea's winning. Um, I, if I didn't say that, yes, she is definitely winning. All right. So yeah, uh, let's, let's first uh, thank our sponsor before we go into the main event of WrestleMania 37. HostGator, are you a blogger or podcaster? Or you're just not happy with your web hosts? You need to check out HostGator.com. You're going to find web hosting made easy and affordable. HostGator offers unlimited space, unlimited bandwidth, one click strip installs are freeze up on hands on the best control panel out there. Stop by today and try free now and see how easy it's and if you use special coupon code WrestleMania. You'll save 25% off your web hosting packages. So what do you got to lose? Check out HostGator.com and take a bite out of your web hosting costs. All right, so let's talk about WrestleMania 37 main events. Uh, we are going to have Roman Reigns taking on Edge, taking on Daniel Bryan for the Universal title. Um, I, I'm curious. Uh, in this case, I, I will say I do believe Daniel Bryan will win here. I do believe he'll pin uh, Roman Reigns in this case. Um, so, uh, and I'm going to go. I'm going to go just right there. So. Um, Aaron, what are your thoughts on the match? <sighs> I actually think this might be one of the tougher ones to call. I'm going to pick Roman Reigns and I'm only going to pick him just because even though like he can be very protected in this because it's a triple threat. So it's very easy for edge or for Daniel Bryan to get a win here by penning the other one. And then Roman Reigns has a, uh, an argument of why he should get, um, a match, but I, 
I have not hated Roman's title run. And I think that you have an opportunity here to keep it going. You know, this is the ending of chapter one. Chapter two is going to be starting here in just a moment. And so he can keep going with this title run until you have a very good face champion to take the title off of him. So that is why I'm picking Roman. But at the same time, like I, I, all three of these guys could win. And I think that's a very good thing. You know, when they, you had the triple threat at WrestleMania 30, Daniel Bryan was winning it. We knew that, you know, even before Daniel Bryan was technically officially in that match, we knew Daniel Bryan was winning. Um, WrestleMania 20, you know, like I didn't know Chris Benoit was going to win that. You know, I thought that, or Stevie Richards, I thought that Triple H was going to win. And I mean, like they did a fantastic job at the very end there selling it, that emotion. They, it was, it was great. That was one of my favorite WrestleMania main events, you know, all things considered. I think for this though, it is such, it is one of those where all three guys could win convincingly. With that said, like I said, I'm picking Roman Reigns. I think Roman Reigns is the safe bet to to pick. Um, but as as everybody knows, I'm not a, a safe better. Uh, give me Edge due to the fact that this is happening on the same day that he won his title the last time he won the Royal Rumble. This is all happening. It's all faded. And Daniel Bryan has been put into this match to eat the pin. I love the fact that the three of us have all picked different people. So Roger, you get to be the person who decides who off the mark is officially picking as the winner of the main event of the main event of WrestleMania 37. As is appropriate for the reigning pick champion. Um, Doug, fun fact, the year edge won the Royal rumble. He did not win at WrestleMania. He well, won. This was an, I thought this was the anniversary of him. I know it is the same day that he won the title. I just, I guess I was off on the year. I believe this is the 10 year anniversary of him successfully retaining the championship at WrestleMania, which would end up being his last match over Alberto Del Rio. Um, um, so I think that is the 10 year anniversary you're referencing. He actually, the year he won it, he lost to Jericho at uh, mania. I often have dumped on WWE for doing a horrible job, including tonight in this show of building their title matches or building the important matches because it usually sucks. I've often hated the way they've gotten there or the people involved have been terrible. I have nothing bad to say about this match. All three of these men I have believe have a reasonable and logical chance to win this match. I am excited for it. It is maybe the only match that I am truly pumped for because every false finish is going to get me. I could see Roman winning. I could see Edge winning. I could see Brian winning. All of them have a logical case. I'm going Daniel Bryan. And it's mostly because I all of them have a 33% chance. And I'm just going to say Brian unlocks the best story, in my opinion, if he wins. If Roman wins, it keeps the great tribal chief story going. And if there was a Keith Lee on SmackDown who I thought was next in line, and maybe this is Big E, like I said earlier, I wouldn't mind that at all. Edge could obviously win. I think the story is better if Daniel Bryan does what Edge couldn't. I, I think it just makes it more interesting if you have an angry Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman talking about how he never lost his championship. He should still be the rightful champion. How you have Edge going, how dare you steal my spotlight? I came back after being retired for nine years. I won the Rumble from one, which you've never been able to do, and yet you somehow get inserted into my match and win my championship. That's a better storyline. It also lets Daniel Bryan ideally close out his career with the WrestleMania main event victory with a championship he shouldn't have to vacate. You also have excellent rematches against Roman. He's never beaten Reigns. I think he's lost twice to him basically in the February pay-per-view. So now that title match, you would believe Roman should be the logical favorite. And then of course you get Brian Edge at some point. I'm going, I'm going Daniel Bryan. I'm not saying with confidence. I'm saying it because I want Daniel Bryan to be the winner. And I think they're all even. I want to talk a little bit more about what I think the shenanigans are going to happen with how Daniel Bryan is going to win how, how I think they should do it. I do believe that some way, somehow the Usos will get involved, but I think something yep. will happen. Will edge will get in the way and have to take a hit from the, either the Usos or from someone else. And then Dan O'Brien steals the pin from Roman Reigns. Cause I think that's the only way you can do that. Um, but I do see a big beat down right afterwards by the Usos and Roman Reigns. I could see edge essentially cleaning out the Usos. So like he's got Roman beaten the Usos hit the ring. He hits the double spear, drills them. Brian comes in and grabs Edge. So Edge really feels like he got it stolen. Or like even if he speared Roman and right as he's about to pin him, you have Brian jump on top and hit the yes lock. 
Like, I think it's going to be in a way that makes, you know, protects Roman. It makes Edge look very strong. And it's going to basically be an inversion of his ultimate opportunist. Brian is going to do to him what he has done to people over his career the entire time and take advantage of the situation and quote unquote, steal the championship. And I think that's a good story. All right. So, you know, the one thing that uh, this is going to be the f- the first I th- is I think this is might be the first wrestling event where they're going to have a lot of people at. I mean, they've had some where they've had, you know, hundreds, um, maybe even a thousand. But realistically, this is going to be the first. I mean, 30,000 people on, you know, on each night is a big deal for, you know, what Roger is the stadium is 100,000 that that can hold. I believe Raymond James is like one of those 80 to 90,000 stadiums. Okay. Um, so it's pretty close to 100,000. It has the pirate ship, so obviously some of the space is limited. Oh, we forgot to po- talk about Ko yeah. saying he's he's going to use that. He said that multiple times. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's well, that'll that'll be fun. Yeah. Now, he's going to shoot Sammy out of a cannon. I'd watch that. <laughs> Gosh, he's just going to shoot Sammy with the cannon. Yeah. Now I'd watch that too. Andy, let's let's start with you. What are your expectations for this year's wrestling? We typically talk about it. We rate it out of ten. I don't remember. I'll have to go back to see what we thought about last year because we had very low expectations given everything that had happened. This year is going to be different. It's kind of a do-over. So, Andy, expectations for this year's WrestleMania? Uh, I'll I'll start with Takeover right off the bat. I think Takeover. It's I'm I'm expecting a minimum of seven, and I'm being generous because I know that it's going to hit a ten. But I I just want to be right at seven, so I know it's going to be good. WrestleMania, I think uh, I'm looking forward to the opening. Uh, they said that there's going to be something very, very special for the opening of night one on Saturday. So I'm, I'm actually looking forward to that. Because of that, I'm I'm hoping for a five, at least for that night, and then uh, six the second night. Um, but yeah, that's, that's how I'm looking. Uh, I don't think, I'm hoping that we eventually get to 10, but I still think the only one that ever hit 10 was uh, the heist of the century, but in my personal opinion. But um, hey, Roger, what, what are your ex- expectations for this year's uh, WrestleMania? So I'm going to start with you with TakeOver. Very high. I'd probably put it in eight. I think we're going to get some unbelievably outstanding matches. Um, the only reason I'm not going to put it as a 10 is that that's just tough to hit on 10 matches. I mean, 10, 11, you're talking about two nights. Basically, I have night one as a, a big NXT night, and then night two is TakeOver to me because that is those matches feel TakeOver worthy. WrestleMania, boy, I... I have very, very, very low expectations. Like this is, I think it was 33 to 34. We talked about we're in the two to three range. I'm in the two to three range. Uh, This, this is a weak card to me. This has been um, very poorly built up with the exception of the last match of the night, which I think will be the match of the night. That is the best story. That's got the best competitors. I am so incredibly disappointed with what they have decided to do with so much talent and this isn't even factoring in the talent they're not using like where on earth is bailey i i'm just perplexed about how good she was unless she is hurt she should be a part of this card in some way that's ridiculous to me the tag divisions are just a joke um i don't mind you know biggie versus apollo i have no problem with that that's a solid feud but I, yeah i'm at a two like i just i am prepared to be utterly disappointed by how boring this is and at least last year had the uniqueness of being something different and we were going to get like the last ride match or whatever they called it. I don't know what it was. Um, the Firefly Funhouse match. That was going to be something different. But for the most part, these are just by the numbers matches. Like, are, are there any gimmick matches that anyone can think of off the top of their head? Or is it just singles match, singles match, singles match, tag match, tag match, triple threat? Like, just, this seems more poo. Uh, well, I'm sorry. You know what? The latter match that I'm thinking of is on NXT. My bad. Uh, Braun versus Shane, I think, is in a steel cage. Yep. That's it. Okay, so if throws Shane off the steel cage, I'll be a little bit happier. Like I'll move to a three, I guess. But... So Shane wins when Braun throws him off the top. Yeah, like he did. Oh, damn it. Yeah, yeah. Shane's gonna win because he's gonna choke someone. Like it just this to me is not a super card. This isn't even a pay per view worthy card. This is trash. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. I think this is a trash WrestleMania. I'm slightly higher. I'm gonna go with a four. Uh, actually, Andy, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go like a four and then a five. I think that the, I think the first night is going to be actually probably first night is probably gonna be a three. So, uh, second night though, I think has the capability because as you know, we've talked about many times, Andy, you mentioned the heist of the century, that pay-per-view personally, I don't think was very good, but the main event was so memorable and we will always remember that. You I, will always remember. That. I don't remember much by that from that pay-per-view besides that. That's the, I, uh, uh, I don't remember that. 
the super RKO. You don't remember that? Well, yeah. That was, was okay, awesome. okay. All right. Where he throws him up in the air and Seth is what, like 10 feet You don't plus. remember Rusev coming out in a tank? That was the most manly entrance in the history of entrances. Well, yeah. Only but, and, to lose he, to John Cena yeah, and he, a moment. Everyone loses to John Cena. That's like Bray a Wyatt did. passage. Huh? Bray Wyatt didn't. He lost he to John really Cena win that at 30. Yeah, but not, at, got, but not at 36. He didn't. Well, he didn't win either. The match just never happened. It was a fire. No, he, he actually won. He actually won. He got pinned. Okay. I mean, yeah. in an alternate universe, like they, they didn't have a match. It was a. Right. So for, for me, I will say, I think uh, night one's going to be a three. Night two is going to be a six is what I'm going to do. What I anticipate, because actually night six, if you take a look at that card, you know, Biggie Apollo is probably the letdown. Oscar Rea could tear it up potentially. I think they could actually have a good feud. Charlotte could come out and maybe insert herself into that match. Potentially, too, in some way, shape, or form, uh, you know, because she doesn't have an opponent. So they may do something like that. And, you know, right now we're only talking about six matches. They could expand it to seven, maybe even eight, potentially for each night, you know, uh, at the time of our recording. You know, we're obviously talking about the big um, matches and and other things could happen. But I'm going to go three, first night, six, uh, second night, NXT. I mean, nines across the board for, for both those nights. Uh, I feel like this is going to be a roller coaster ride of, uh, of a week for WWE and the fact that you're going to have a good night with NXT one, uh, followed up by a great night of NXT two. Um, you could call this the ultimate thrill ride. Sure. Uh, (laughs) but, uh, what, what, what goes up also, uh, will come down. And I think that's just gonna, uh, you're going to have a huge letdown of WrestleMania weekend. Um, but I think to Aaron's point where that that main event, the last match that goes on is going to define your weekend. And I am excited for that. And I think that uh, with them, I mean, we all pick different people except for uh, Daniel Bryan. But we all even said that anybody can win that match. So I think going it's going to it's going to rise back up on the on the final final match and make it uh, a lot better of a WrestleMania than what it should be. So I would call this, uh, my expectations, I'm going to go with probably a four or five. Um, It's just going to be one of those things that I think it's going to average out. Uh, There's going to be some low moments. There's going to be some high moments. But WWE storylines going into WrestleMania this year seem like a Brock uh, t-shirt where he was... He was eat, sleep, conquer, repeat. Uh, yeah, the WWE storylines are simply just that. Wash and repeat. That's it. Wash, rinse, repeat. That's it. That's all these storylines have been. There hasn't been any real new storylines. Uh, they're going to swerve just a swerve for swerve case. Um, but it's it's just going to be the same same old stuff, different day. All right. So one thing that we will have to definitely after after we get done with WrestleMania, we have to do, of course, our uh, post show. But one thing that we need to talk about also for our show after that, we should probably talk about, I think, the biggest news with Jericho from AEW's Chris Jericho doing the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast on the WWE Network, which I think I'm sorry, on Peacock. So uh, which I think is a huge deal from another wrestling organization and uh, especially their you could say it's not, I mean, he's not their number one star, but in the WWE world, he is the number one star. So, but yeah, so we'll have to talk, definitely talk about that. So, um, can I ask, before we stop, yes. I have a question for all three of you. Would this, would you be more excited if Miz still had money in the bank? Because personally, I think the triple threat would be even more intriguing if you had the potential of a Brian victory and then a Miz cash in. Based on their history, that would be one hell of a main event where Brian both has to win the triple threat and then fight off a fresh Miz. That could be a heist of the century type awesome moment where Miz tries to copy Rollins and then Brian beats him again and the crowd goes absolutely insane. Uh, you could of, say the same for Edge, though. Edge could have won could. the title and then Miz being taking the new ultimate opportunist moment and... Yeah, or Miz cashing on Roman would have been a big moment. Like, he's the one who stops Roman's tribal chief reign. That would have been fun to see. But mm-hmm. it could have been all three. But no, yeah, he gets I to agree. face Bad Bunny. He is the most Happy Easter, everybody. <laughs> is it for the powers? Is it like the prequel to Space Jam? So, like, if, if he beats Bugs, 
do they like get the powers of Morrison and and all of them, or how are we doing this? The rapping career is he a rapper? I'm I don't really know. Not. Is he? Pretty, I don't know. I don't. I've know. never heard of him until he came here. I don't know if he's a rapper. I thought he was a Latin singer. That's yeah, what I'm I thought about. it was more of like a not like rapping, more of a like R and B. If that makes sense. What's I mean, if he were rap, he would he would be Little Bad Bunny based on current trends. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's all the time we have for this uh, special. You can follow us on off. You can follow off Mark on Twitter, of course. Um, but anyways, uh, we will have our post show uh, posted shortly after uh, WrestleMania is out there. So uh, we can't wait for you guys to come and listen to that. So that's all the time we have for this special. If you're into the Twitter and you follow the show at OffMark86, I want to thank 86 Productions for hosting and ending the podcast. And I want to thank all our listeners for taking the time to download and listen to the show. And for Doug Hahn, Roger Cave, and Aaron Hughes, I am Andrew Hughes. And until next time, we'll see you in the ring.